0: Welcome back to the Dollars Gang Podcast. This is our second episode in as many weeks, something I have not done for a fairly long time. You can call this part two of a Mile City guy and a MSU Bobcat talking on a podcast. And this episode of the Dollars Gang Podcast is not brought to you by the good folks at the Mile City City Hall HR Department. Right now, we have a young man on here. We go back long before he was well-known in the state of Montana, even before that, with a very unique connection, which I'll get to here in just a little bit. We welcome Royce Robinson to the show. Royce, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Okay, that time it worked. Fingers crossed for the rest of the episode, but, um, now, um... What well, we were talking about before this unexpectedly shut down on us the first time. Um, now, as I understand, um, you know th- this is not your first rodeo with you know going on certain radio shows, podcasts, and whatnot, whatever way, shape, or form that is. One of which, in particular, like ESPN Radio, that it's a pretty huge deal, isn't it? Like not only that, but like the recognition you got from from those.
1: I'm not a great public speaker, but uh, I've had a little bit of experience doing little talk shows and such, but uh, I think you're much more experienced than I am. I don't know, like, well, if you say so, um,
0: but um, you kind of like, talk about your experience on those talk shows. I don't think it was only you on those radio shows, was it? It was like your coach, Fisher, probably made an appearance on there as well.
1: Uh, yeah. The, mo- the most of the extent of what I've done is just been after game interviews, and uh, normally I'm not too focused on them. I'm just focused on uh, celebrating with my teammates and uh, celebrating a victory. Absolutely. That means far more important, doesn't it? Yeah. It's. I mean. No, I think I've made some of the interview people mad because they try and ask me questions and I don't give them much to work with, and yeah. they've made some comments about it. But that's fine with me. Yeah.
0: That's a totally understandable reason. You won't find me being that type of radio host someday, will you? Um, But, um, you know, kind of to start off, we go back long before Royce Robinson became Royce Robinson. As a matter of fact, you know, there's a connection there that I kind of brought up in the introduction. um, You know, kind of in Mile City, um, I kind of knew your brother actually before I ever even knew you, so... Kind of talk about that a little bit, like that connection there.
1: Yeah, I think you you knew my brother. Obviously, he ran cross country. He's a pretty good runner. Yeah, all and state
0: the, runner. First ever you're doing it. You don't see
1: that very often. No. And then you, you knew my uncle pretty well. From my uncle works at the gym in Miles City, so you've known him for years. And uh, that's kind of how I met you. It was just one day shooting around at the Miles City gym, at the center of the college. Yep. And you were hanging around and. You were telling me and my family of some some sports facts you knew, and we thought it was pretty interesting. You you knew Jalen my brother's time from the previous state cross country meet.
0: Yeah, to be fair, they are on athletic.net, so those are you could say those are kind of available to everyone.
1: Yeah, so we heard you talking about that, and then just uh, over the years, me playing sports and whatnot, hanging out in Miles City, I've seen you around. Yeah, and um
0: so so obviously uh your mom is you know mike's sister obviously um yeah. and um as i understand she kind of had a fine career at msub
1: yeah i think she went there for played at two years there she walked on yeah and then, then what um i'm not really exactly sure she hasn't told me exactly why she stopped playing but uh then she got a nursing degree and then got married to my dad and had a family
0: absolutely um and was your dad a
1: fairly decent athlete himself yeah my dad was a good basketball player in high school and then he uh tore both his ACLs in college so yeah. he never played okay um you know, they, you know where are they from are they from Lewistown are they from somewhere else or? both of my yeah, both of my parents graduated from Fergus High School and so did Mike Mike the guy lives in. My oh family. yeah
0: oh yeah and speaking of injuries Mike tells the story all the time of injuries he got. Obviously, I'm sure you've played a lot of basketball, at like the the Fergus Civic Center. And mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we can uh, maybe if you could refresh your memory a little bit. Does Mike ever told you the story about like back, you know, back in his day, he was, he was going he was going up to dunk a ball, and he kind of got tangled up with another player. and you know, kind of that whole deal. Like he, like he did what every track coach tells you not to do. During basketball, during during track season, that's go play pickup games of basketball. Isn't
1: yeah, it? I think I think he was a pretty good sprinter. Yeah, he was. He was like 10, 9, 10, eight Yeah. So I I didn't even know that until a few years ago, and I was pretty impressed. And then yeah, he broke his ankle, I think, right. Yep. Yeah, he broke his ankle and didn't didn't finish out the year.
0: And on a more somber note, he did say like the guy whose foot he stepped on died in a tragic. Avalon Jackson here a few years ago. Do you remember his name? Yeah, I actually do, believe it or not. It was the quarterback, his quarterback on the football team named Chris Spurgeon. Who I, yeah,
1: that's right.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't going to bring his name up until you asked, but it, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, so would you say your parents were kind of that basketball influence on you
1: growing up? I think definitely we're kind of a basketball family, whatever that means. And uh, they're the ones who taught me how to play. And they uh, coached my travel teams when I was younger and brought me to the gym and helped me out. And uh, a lot of thanks goes to them.
0: Yeah. Now, um, we talk about these travel teams, you know, young younger kids can play with older kids. You know, that's fairly common. Was Fisher on your travel team back in the day? No,
1: Fisher. He played on the younger team most likely. Yes, and he was he moved to Loosetown in the 7th grade. Okay. So he so by the time we he was in we were in 7th and 8th grade, uh, we never played together. Okay. Did you live in Great Falls before then? No, I think he lived in Manhattan and then Fort Benton. Manhattan then
0: Fort Benton, where he was like Maybe other thir- way
1: around, Fort Benton then Man- Manhattan.
0: Where he was I believe third in elk Hoop shoot back in the day when he was like 8, 9 years old. Yep. kind of making national headlines that's and he was getting all the TV love
1: <laughs> yeah he was he's a, he's a, the real experienced guy when it comes to talk yeah. shows and and you know
0: we'll get to um kind of where he's where he could play college here late late later in the show but um so it's kind of weird you could say how we kind of ended up here you know I obviously came to Bozeman for like reasons that we talked about prior to coming on here and Obviously, for you, like, God kind of worked out in mysterious ways, I guess. Um, so just kind of talk about, um, you know, kind of the recruiting process, you know. Obviously, like, you know, obviously you decommitted from Carroll, you know, and in between that and your commitment to Montana State here, we kind of talked about, like, where you could, not, not necessarily where you would end up, but where you could end up, and obviously that obviously came in a few days later, but... um now, we'll, we'll start with the whole Carroll deal. Um, obviously, you know, it, it's but all too common, the catalyst for, you know, players transferring, and that's the, the coach leaving, which admittedly as a runner, that's a move I should have made kind of early on when I went to Dos Community College to run. But um, now, w- were there any factors besides Kurt Paulson um, that, like, kind of, Led you to care like the first time, obviously, before this whole thing all went down.
1: Yeah, yeah, we could go back before when my recruiting process first started, and my my idea was that I would never go out of Montana unless it was for a D1. And okay. Obviously, that never happened. I never got any offers. And then Montana State or the Grizz, they never offered me either. So, really, my decision came down between some frontier schools in Montana. And I just, the relationship I had with coach Paulson was great. And then I loved Carol, the school and the town and all the teammates. And then once he left, I kind of was, kind of made me realize, uh, I don't want to settle for a level. I know I can play at when I want to challenge myself at the D one level. And kind of, yeah. Um,
0: now, um, obviously, um, fairly new environment a few of the same players but a whole different coaching staff um so do you call them first or they they call you I reached out to them oh, from, a, out.
1: from a connection I had from one of their previous players that played for coach Logie okay
0: oh at the previous school he was at
1: yeah at Point Loma but um yeah so how are you liking the team so far uh, I like it a lot I think the coaching staff is going to be great and I think all the, the guys are gonna to come together well and we're gonna to put together a good season. Yeah. Yeah, made a lot of friends so far. Yeah, I have on the, on the basketball team as well as the, a lot of the football guys that are staying in my dorm right now, so I get along with them pretty good. Yeah, um
0: Now, um obviously um coming into summer workouts, obviously it's way too early to tell. But um you know, with a especially with a brand new coaching staff and probably more than half like of the team is like new faces including yourself but there's a few of the same players so obviously there could be some questions you know especially coming off two big sky championships so how could you guys be looking this year with kind of a new look team
1: yeah it's definitely going to be a lot different than last year and it's going to take a lot of work from the coaching staff and from the from the guys on the team to come together and uh but I think we're going to be pretty solid. There's a bunch of great players on the team. The coaches are doing a really great job, and I'm pretty excited to see how we do. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like, you know, you have like a, whether it's
0: whatever sport it is, like, it's almost like you have a high school team where, like, they're very senior late, and then they just graduate all those seniors off a very good team. Now, you could say it's a more difficult thing, like, especially with the first-year coach. We, we can translate this a little bit to the college level, considering it's a whole new staff, and... Like, the transfer portal's a thing. You might have had a couple guys transfer in. And so you could definitely say that's kind of the equivalent. Kind Yeah, of. It,
1: it's pretty similar to yeah. that. You could say it's a whole new team. It's like a big graduating class. But the difference is...
0: A transfer portal, the, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the coaches get to recruit who they want. So I think they did a great job of that, getting all the players that will fit in uh, their new system. And that should uh, work pretty well. Yeah. And you're
0: playing right away, correct?
1: Well, I don't know what, what's going to happen yet. We'll see. I just, I've just i only been here for two weeks, so it's okay. kind of up in the air.
0: Yeah, because um, different schools are, like, it's far too common. I mean, Dickinson State football, for example, like where I go to school, they'll redshirt every freshman that comes in the program. Doesn't matter how good you are coming into that Dickinson State football program. Like, other sports at various levels might be a little different, but it's kind of how it Works over there. so
1: Yeah, you know. it's going to kind of be decided here probably uh, closer to the season. But I really have no clue what's going to happen. Uh, the coaches don't know me really well. They've only seen me play for the last two weeks. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: now um, – um, So obviously I, I brought up this – like, a, a, we brought up a couple of guys earlier. Um, obviously, you got your commitment here, and then, of course, teammates and friends of yours um, kind of, you know, a, MTN Sports kind of did, did a piece on Fisher Brown. Um, you know, where, where could he end up? I mean, he, he'd be able to answer that question better than either of us kind of, like, offers that he has. But uh-huh. it sounds like he obviously really wants to shoot for this level as
1: well. Yeah, I think he's definitely capable of doing it, and uh, that's going to be up to him and up to what his options are, but I think wherever he goes, he's going to be super successful just the way he can score the ball, and the way he knows how to play basketball is kind of ridiculous, and I was uh, very lucky to have him on my team. Um, and
0: obviously other players, now, a couple days before the 4th of July, I went. It, it was in four corners, I went and bought some fireworks from Caleb Belich's fireworks stand, obviously he msu for two years before becoming the all-american type player he is at tech um you know he and i were actually talking about this and he's like yeah we're trying to get fisher to come to tech and like now um obviously i'm sure you know you have guys at the nia level like dougie peoples who like had that option but now he he's going to college Idaho as did alex germer he was one of those msu transfers that went over to College of Idaho, like now these two teams, man, with as much returning talent and transfers and commitments as they have, it could be like from an outsider's perspective, it, like it could really be Murderers Row with those guys in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely those.
0: But between those two teams, you could look for those two teams to be in the Final Four this year. Obviously, even though it's too early to tell.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think that's a great. I mean, nothing against those guys but obviously uh i wanted to challenge myself at a higher level but then you see how that plays out for a few guys they transfer down and it works out great so i mean the doors like that are never closed
0: oh yeah and um now back as it pertains to dougie um it's obviously gatorade player of the year you know first non-class a player to win it since the current head basketball coach at dickinson state and Derek selvig um yeah, do, do you guys still talk? Do you guys still happen to, to this day, happen to talk about that shot he hit in last year's state championship? Know. Yeah, every once in a while. Pandemonium ensues as you, knows you see it again. Should, uh, Dougie Peoples with 37 points Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fairly humble kid, though. Yeah, I've that talked to him. I've talked to his family before, ahead. but. Um, you know, in, over
1: Lewistown, was it? Um, 58. Yeah. Scott. Bringing so you guys
0: were on different teams, as I recall correctly, in the senior classic.
1: Yeah, we were we we never played each other.
0: Oh, like and that's weird considering like, Class A and Class A. Yeah. Um, and, we, but you guys were like definitely teammates in the Pile Classic. The shirt you happen to have on right yeah, now—that's
1: right, I'm wearing that shirt. And uh, we won, we won back to back championships.
0: Oh yeah, and how 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 did it feel, kind of knowing like for the first time you guys are gonna team up in a basketball game? Not only then, but. In the Montana Wyoming series
1: as well. Yeah, it's pretty great because you don't have to deal with this crap that he always does when he's playing against you, and uh, that's really a pain in the butt to oh, go yeah. against. And it's always, yeah. There, there's always that player that like you hate guarding that like
0: he's a big part of their game plan. You got a game plan around him.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. And it's really nice when you don't have to go against that, and when uh, that's being taken out against the other team.
0: Yeah. However, um, before I get into this, um. Would well, this past year's state championship have been, would it have been a little more sweeter? Now, obviously, there's no such thing as a non-sweet state championship, but would a win against Butte Central instead of Dillon have made it a little bit sweeter from it, that perspective?
1: It might have. It definitely would have, actually. Yeah, from a but, fan's perspective, absolutely. But I'll take whatever I, I can get. That, but and, I, uh, I realize that we're really fortunate in, the in. We, I mean, we, we lucked we out we to be able for, to do this, and, and we, uh, the good That's, thing is we everybody's did to dreamed of winning a win CMO, state championship, not only basketball, but football. And uh, them, we got it done. And, uh, that was a great feeling. Oh, yeah. Now, um, obviously,
0: uh, you know, two sports star f- Fergus County High School. Um, yeah, do you, you play anything else? Like, prior to your senior year, did you play anything else besides
1: basketball? I did uh, cross country for a year, and I did oh, swim team as, and soccer. As, as a fresh, did You crossed as a freshman? Cross country as a sophomore. And sophomore, I, okay. Like, I got 10 and to my knee, so I didn't go to uh, state? divisional or state. Okay. Were you in the top seven before then? Mm, yeah, I was on varsity. I was thinking yeah. I was sixth. Yeah.
0: And Flenty was the coach. Still, she might have retired. I don't know, but she, she might have come back and then into she it. Came back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, what was your best cross country time?
1: I don't remember. That. I think it was in the sixteens.
0: Sixteens. I think. Heck yeah, that's,
1: that's big time stuff. I don't know. Don't um, quote me on that. I might be a lie.
0: Yeah, like dot could could explain that a little bit. But and you could say it's almost like you're almost on your brother's level if, if that's the case, isn't it?
1: I think it, no, I don't think I am. I okay. think I was either a 17 or a very high 16. I'm not sure. I don't, now it's just, I don't think I did get in the 16s. Um, but I was definitely not on my brother's level.
0: Oh, yeah. Sometimes I feel the same way. Like my brother and I ran cross, you know, he ended up with a better cross country time than I did. I had better track times than he did. Um, but, um. So, obviously, now going into that senior year, um, what element was it, obviously, that kind of led you to go out for football? Now, I was, I, I had a coach on my podcast recently, he, he told us, he'd tell the story about a kid who didn't play football up until a senior year, scored two touchdowns to win a significantly big game, um, and obviously, your impact on the football field went way far beyond that, so what was it that kind of led you, like, You're going to, like, saying, I'm going to go out for football this senior year, and I'm going to have no regrets in doing it.
1: Yeah, well, my whole high school career, I kind of regretted not going out for football. I just never did because there was not a big reason to because we were never very good. At the time,
0: at least, when Carson Hunter shredded the Eagles for eight touchdown
1: passes. (laughs) I remember that. I was at that game. But uh, that probably was one of the reasons I didn't go out. But going into my senior year, it was going to be our new head coach's second year. And the year before, my junior year, they were really good. They made it to the semis. And uh, me and one of my buddies who played in the Shrine Game, he went also went out for the first year, his senior. Who year. was it? Travis McAlpin. He played right guard. Oh, it's, did he started? Yeah, he started. He played actually. He played left guard in the Shrine Game too. Well, that's and, awesome.
0: Uh, Two guys first year out for football, senior, year, and make the Shrine Game.
1: Yeah, I think it was just uh, we didn't want to miss out on being on a great team with a bunch of great guys. And then also another factor was. Dylan Morris, one of the seniors during oh, my junior year. May died. he
0: may he rest in peace. Yeah, that he a,
1: died in a car crash. And, but, uh, to be involved with kind of the the bonding that took place after that, we couldn't miss out on a senior season. Yeah, he,
0: he'd definitely be proud of all the schools accomplished in that transpired time, wouldn't he?
1: He definitely would be.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, um, you know. Yeah. Was. You know, going undefeated in football and basketball, obviously, you know, like, I'm sure it's something you as well as, as well as the whole school kind of really took all in as, like, not many schools ever in any classification can really say that, but, you know, this would be a more appropriate time to call Lewistown title Town because after the state championship in basketball, um, I was talking to Lewistown fans, they're like, they're saying, I believe this has to be the first time we've ever won in football and basketball in the same year i can confirm that to be false you, and i may have told you this before
1: i think i know it before uh, you yeah before you told me. yeah can i kind of go yeah ahead. you
0: have to talk about that I'll, I'll i'll leave it up to you on this You're talking one.
1: about 2001 right yeah, yeah. I, I i am talking about All 2001 right. they yeah, did it yeah, in a two, single day 2001 the girls basketball season used to be in the fall and for before they switched i don't know what year they switched that to the Yeah,
0: 2002 is when they switched. That was
1: actually the last year. So 2001, November, was it 17th or 19th? 17th. November 17th, uh, our football team won a state championship against Whitefish. Yep, 12 to 9. Yeah, and then our girls basketball team won the state championship in Dillon. Who did they play? Okay,
0: no, no, it was in Hamilton they played Dillon.
1: Okay, that's right, yeah. So I was on the same day.
0: Damn. What a series of events. Katie Edwards, obviously... She's got to be far and away at the at this stage like the most accomplished boy or girl, maybe overall athlete to ever come out of Lewistown. Uh-huh. Second all time leading scorer in Montana history behind Kayla Lambert, and she played two years at a Class A school, despite playing her first two years at Denton. So you could say it's fairly familiar, like considering like like she's better like with Lewistown than she ever was for Denton.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've never actually, I've never got to watch her play, obviously, but I've heard tons about her. And, uh, from what I hear, she's kind of a a freak athlete and a freak basketball player.
0: Oh yeah. And, but that state title and Ron Miller's final season as coach didn't come particularly easy. Do you ever hear stories of that state title game, which they eventually won in overtime? And I, I read this in an article from 2001 that that title town. Like, they went, stayed up in Whitefish. Hundreds of people, including most of the players, got in their cars, drove down to Hamilton to watch the title game. Yeah. With, like, four minutes left, Katie Edwards, I don't even know if she scored. She might have fouled out with, like, ten points or something. But she would carried the Eagles so many times over the course of her career, but fouls out with four minutes left in the game. Then the, it's almost like the rest of the team just takes over and steps up. Like, Imagine that, and then they end up winning in overtime. Like, they just, the rest of the team just takes it to another level.
1: Yeah, I'm sure uh, people thought uh, nothing in Town Sports would ever top that day. But I guess you could say we matched it with this year, being undefeated in two sports. And uh, the funny thing is, in 2004 and 5, our girls also won state championship in basketball. And the head coach of that, his name is Troy Hudson. Troy Hudson. And he was our defensive coordinator this year in football. Oh, wow. Yeah. He must have been there here a while, hadn't he? He has been. He's been in, at Fergus High School since the 90s.
0: Yeah, and another all-time great Eagle, Sonya Rogers, also played for the Grizz, if I remember right. Yeah,
1: she was in 2004 and 5. Yeah. And then I, Alira Carpenter played for MSUB. Okay. And she okay. was one of the leading scorers there. Um. Yeah. On, on another note, um,
0: do you, do you know how many points you ended up scoring for the Eagles? In total?
1: Yeah. Um, just the right around fifteen hundred, I think. Yeah. Which um, is the which is the record, but it'll be broken soon by Fisher.
0: Yeah. How, how many does Fisher have going into his senior year? He's
1: got, I think, like twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Ooh, that. So be really close. That pretty easily.
0: What if I told you, like, Jaden Graham was the first Eagle ever? To score a thousand,
1: yeah, I believe it because I mean, that could either be uh, we didn't have a great a lot of great scores, but I think it's also nobody used to play for three and four years like oh. they do today. Yeah, it's
0: absolutely understandable, isn't it? Yeah. Now, um, obviously, you you were gonna take the basketball route through and through, and that and obviously you would never have
1: that any other way. But were there any football coaches that reached out to you? Um, there was not, I don't think there was football coaches directly. I think they kind of asked around and they kind of got the notion I was going to play basketball and that's why they didn't recruit me. At least that's what I tell people. Um, but yeah, I was going to play basketball pretty much no matter what. Yeah. And, um, now, um,
0: you know, you know, with Fisher going into his senior year, um, obviously, uh. Um, he's gone to a lot of these, you know, camps, showcases and stuff, you know, like, and I think he has a connection with, like, Josh Eustace and stuff like that. Obviously, like, with him and Max, I believe, being the only returning starter, can he lead the Eagles back-to-back next year? Again, too early to tell, but with with him coming back, they still got to be among the contenders.
1: I think they'll have a great chance It just... Uh... They'll just have to learn to play together without some of the guys that left this year. And uh, there was only – those Max and, and Fisher are the only two starters, but Brody Genesis, is our sixth man. He played a lot of minutes, especially late in games. And I think they'll have a great shot next year to go back-to-back.
0: Yeah, and it, it'll be in Butte this next year. Mm-hmm. Um. So um, – <clears throat> So, um, you know, we talk about, you know, the Cats and, you know, how, how you got, you know, that, how that all went down. Um, were the Grizz a team you ever thought about reaching out to, or did you ever actually reach out to them?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. I, I mean, I've always been a Cats fan, but uh, the Bobcats did show interest in me before, before Sprinkle left, but they never offered me. So, okay, um, really, like... that was my only connection. And then what really led me to coming here was the coaching change, and then the the new coaching staff looking for players yeah but um even with sprinkle leaving
0: all those players leaving um you gotta say even with this new staff get kind of the the cult culture that sprinkle created and the legacy he left it might create a little more of an incentive and a little more of motivation to kind of keep that tradition going that sprinkle established in his Four years here.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a big a bigger buzz about Bobcat basketball, and uh, a few of the guys on the team have have played for Sprinkle, and uh, they kind of instilled that culture in us. And uh, I don't think we want to be known as the guys that let that down, that reputation down. Yeah. Now, um, kind of all across college basketball, um,
0: you know, there's a lot of teams that the Cats play. You know, some sometimes it can be in you know preseason tournaments, non-conference play. Um, are there any other teams that could? I mean, yeah. Do you remember who the Cats beat in the Big Sky Championship this past year in Colorado? Was it? That, I'm not sure. That, that might be right, but um, it was a close. They won by one, one point. Uh, I didn't know it was that close, but but I believe you. I but, think that's um, right. You know, what are some you know other teams that you know could be challengers in in a well? It'll typically be a wide open. Been, or at least more of a wide open big sky conference.
1: Yeah, I don't than there, I think it was it, in the past. I think it will be wide open. And I think every game is going to be a, a contest, but I'm going to have to do some more research and figure out who, okay. who's going to be tough and what the other teams are like. Oh, um, yeah, and um, who
0: knows? I don't know how to ask this next question, but um, I did an NCAA tournament edition of this podcast a few months ago um, with my cousin who knows a heck of a lot about college basketball. Um, do you know John Rothstein? He's, he's on Twitter. No. Uh, don't. Oh. You know, would you consider yourself to be a tenth of the college basketball analyst that
1: a lot of these guys are? No, I would call myself an average fan. Okay. But you can go ahead and ask me. anyway. I might have an answer. All
0: right. You know, you, you could say the same for myself and a a lot of different sports and you know, the the results are kind of showing, you know, with me and sports trivia and whatnot, but, um, you know, we talk college basketball across the board. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're playing a PAC 12 team or a big sky team. Um, obviously, well, it might lead me to my next point. Like even, um, I mean, you, you've been with, the cats for two weeks are there any like changes you've seen and Seth Sassic and I may have talked about a couple of these changes in the transition like a few a few days ago like from high school basketball even with the shot clock in years past it had no shot clock mm-hmm. to division one basketball the shot clock's one thing but obviously much more that goes into it. have have you like felt any of those changes even in
1: your first two weeks with the team? Yeah. I mean, this moment you step on a floor with some college guys, it's immediately different, especially coming from Montana high school basketball, which isn't the highest level of, of high school basketball, obviously. But, uh, I think just the main difference is everybody, uh, everybody's number one sport is basketball at the college level. And, uh, everybody's a great athlete. Everybody can shoot, everybody can pass and dribble. And, uh, it's really fun to compete that way. It's good knowing that, you know,
0: and you might be able to answer this a little better once you actually get into a couple games. It in that right?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I'll let you know then.
0: Absolutely, and uh, I guess I've, I've almost thrown out of questions here, despite coming up with a damned good script that's right in front of me. Um, I guess. Um, Last question I could end on. Um maybe maybe it's the last question I will end on. Um you know, even when you were in high school, um did did you ever think that, you know, basketball would, you know, take you as far as it has like across this whole journey?
1: Um I mean, I haven't gotten a whole lot of places yet. I've been at the Cats for 2 weeks. I haven't played a minute. Yeah, but
0: uh, thus far up to this point, but
1: I think from the time I was a little kid, I thought basketball would be something I'd do for a long time in my life. And, uh, I'm really fortunate to be as good of a player as I am, even though, uh, I haven't played a single minute of college basketball yet. Oh, and, um, now
0: I guess on a, another note, a question I kind of swung and missed on. Um, did, did you happen to did you happen to like have any like injuries like happen early on in your in, in your high school career? Like be, it might have been like freshman or sophomore year.
1: My sophomore year, I had a stress fracture in my left leg. Oh, that's what happened. And that kept me out for the second half of the regular season, and I was back for one game of the regular season, and then the tournament, and then we made it to state and lost in two. I thought you guys won at least one at state. No, we lost to Polson. We should have won that game. We were up at 13 going into halftime, and then we blew our lead. And then uh, uh, we played Butte Central actually, and we lost by two oh, points. I fouled out. And that and this is before Dougie Peoples became Dougie Peoples. He was Dougie Peoples at that point because he was leading the state in scoring.
0: Oh, well, that year he did.
1: Yeah, but it, uh, that that kind of started a little bit of a rivalry spark, and then it obviously grew the next year.
0: And as I understand, you led at the very least the Eastern A in scoring as a freshman.
1: Um. As a fre- I led the, a freshman scoring, yes, but... Uh, oh, freshman across Class A. Yeah, I think so.
0: Because I thought I heard something
1: about that. I think that might be true. I'm not sure. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't think I ever led the, the state in regular season scoring. I did in the state tournament this year.
0: Yeah, and I actually just looked at that stat, you know, scrolling through old tweets and stuff today. So, yeah, yeah, but what if I told you that back then... Um, you know, back then, like the the northeastern a, like before you guys became as good as you, as you were, like the northeastern a was kind of an afterthought in the basketball department.
1: Yeah, they they definitely have gone down in recent years, but uh, in the last two years to, though, you'd have to ask, or tell me what historically how good have they been compared to other other conferences?
0: Well, a stat I was gonna put out there for all the audience out there. Um, yeah, this state title by the Eagles this past March was the first state title by any Northeastern A school since 1994 when Haver won it, when du- du- legendary coach Dustin Kraske played on that team.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. And I may have told you that stat as well. Yeah, you have. Yeah, I'm, you, you could say I'm known to tell people a bunch of different stats about this stuff. You are. You're good at that. You should be proud of that. It's pretty impressive, actually. Um, you excited for the season to start, even though it's like several months away, you know, you kind of excited to, you know, get that adrenaline pumping and, you know, kind of set foot on the floor for the first time.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be exciting and who knows if it'll be this year or next year or what, but uh, I'm definitely excited Uh, for that.
0: Yeah. So what, what is, what's your major at MSU? Construction engineering technology. Like, yeah. So. Might be going from the basketball courts to the construction field. Yeah, on, onto the job site. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, did you do you take any woodshop classes in high school
1: or anything? Yeah, like that? I did, and I worked for a contractor. Our girls' basketball coach at Fergus is actually a contractor. Oh, and I worked for him. He played for Carol. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, was it
0: just during the summers you worked? Yeah, just that, during the that summer gig. In part,
1: kind of, basically, part time with basketball and stuff.
0: And you know, construct, constructing a, a, a piece of, of very good basketball teams and constructing houses.
1: Man. Yeah, that's right.
0: Man, I might have, this guy, this kid may have a new nickname. You, you call Carl, Carl Malone the mailman. This kid, we could probably call him the contractor. But ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to The Contractor. Royce Robinson, on this episode of the Dawes Gang Podcast, which is not brought to you by the good folks at the Mile City City Hall HR Department. Royce, thanks for coming on the show, my friend. And we'll have to catch up after basketball season's over, all right?
1: I appreciate it. Thanks a lot.